So the Torah begins the first pasuk in the parsha. If you go out to war, against your enemy. The Loshni is al on top of your enemy, enemy, above your enemy. What does that mean? When you go to war, you go to war against an enemy, not above the enemy. So there's the Pshat the Rebbe always brings that when a person engages in battle, in order to be successful and victorious in the battle, a person cannot feel that they're equal to the enemy. For sure not that they're inferior to the enemy because that's a recipe for disaster. A person has to feel that they're above the enemy and that they can conquer the enemy. And this is, a, is particularly important when we deal with a battle in the spiritual sense against the Yitzhahorad, the Nefeshabamis, the evil inclination in us. A person has to know that he has the power to overcome and that the enemy is far uh, inferior in strength, in importance, in, in power to, to the person who is engaging in that battle. That's called Alevecha. You have to know you're above the enemy. But the Alter Rebbe in the Maimer, in this week's Pasha, gives a remarkable and a profound insight into the Alevecha. First he mentions that the Zoya says that the battlefield of a person's inner struggles, inner battles, the battle against the Yetzirah and the Nefshabamis, the battlefield is during davening. Davening is the battlefield when a person fights out the conflicts within, between the Nefshabamis and the Nefshalakis, the godly and the animalistic souls. And through davening, this is when a person finally engages the Nefshabamis in a spiritual uh, interaction which ultimately can result in the transformation of the Nefshabamis and the conquest of the feelings of the Nefshabamis. And the, and the Alter Rebbe goes on to explain how this battle is, uh, is conducted during the time of davening. It says, davening is be'emes a meditation. The whole of Pesukah de Zimre is a meditation. Ha'horim ha'gevoi says, priv'chalarazim yahalolosheim Hashem. David the Melech describes in great and eloquent details how the entire creation is in essence embroiled in a profound, passionate song to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the creator of the Bria, the creator of, of every single creation. So even if we don't see it on the surface, but beneath the surface, every creation has a spiritual uh, soul, that an energy that is recognizes that its whole existence comes from the divine source. And as such, the inner dimension of every creation is in a, engaged in a constant song and praise to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And through that song, it connects and feels that a fulfillment of its kind of continuous, incessant yearning to connect with its divine source of life. So every creation vibrates internally with that kind of, of um, passion and yearning. This is one meditation. But then there is another meditation that, that follows the Psukha de Zimra uh, part of the davening, and that's the Birchas Kriyashma, where we talk about Malachim. Why are we talking about Malachim? What does Malachim have to do with us? 
So it says in, in Kabbalah and Chesidus that the Malachim are actually part of what's called the Markava, as it says in the Nevu of Yechezkel, where he described the chariot, the spiritual chariot, and the different Malachim, which are described by Yechezkel in terms of animals, Pnei Arye, Pnei Shoyer, Pnei Nesher. And the reason why Malachim are referred to uh, with animalistic names is because <clears throat> Malachim are overcome with a passion. Passion is, is, a, is a natural trait of animals. Animals are driven by passion. They don't have intellect. Malachim, of course, do understand the greatness of Hashem, but their main uh, connection to Hashem is through passion. They have a strong, intense desire to be subsumed by Hashem's infinite source, infinite presence, and they also followed by a passion of awe, where they retreat, when they realize the infinite transcendence of Hashem's presence, and they feel like a sense of awe and retreat, and surrender to Hashem's will for them to carry on with their mission in, in their lives. This is the Yavid of the Malachim. The source of the passions of the animal soul, the nefesh abams in a person, it comes from the Malachim. The Malachim, the way they are in the heavens, are very holy, very lofty, and their passions are pure and holy. They, they're driven to be completely subsumed in Hashem's presence. But through many uh, ev- devolvements, it's called Ishtalshulos, those intense passions and sacred passions of the Malachim took on a much lowlier form, a cruder form, until they became uh, emotions and passions of animalistic nature, which is very self-centered. Instead of God-centered, like Malachim, it became very self-centered and very crude and very primitive, and that became the Nefshabamis. But we need to remind the Nefshabamis his ultimate source, his ultimate root. And when you remind the Shabbamis that all his feelings, um, as crude and as vulgar as they may be, their origin is from a very holy place. These same type of passions exist on a very holy and lofty level. It's just that he is a corrupted version of that, where he deteriorated and fell down into a very lowly form of, of feelings and emotions. But really it is, in essence, rooted in these very sacred and lofty um, feelings of the Malachim. That gives the Nefjibamis a feeling where he belongs. That really this is something that Nefjibamis needs to reconnect with his own source. And this is the Pshat, when you go out to war, instead of crushing the animals, say, you're bad and mean and evil, and get out of my life, you remind the animal that he's, in essence, rooted in a very holy place. And this is really, in essence, what we discussed earlier about Elul. And that in Elul, the Avedi is to remind us, to remind ourselves, uh, as far as we have gone from our relation, in a relationship with Hashem, to know the truth, that in essence, we, this, our essence is really godly. We just need to reconnect. It says in, in, in Svarim that this is the difference between the Baal Shem Tov Shita and the Shita of Misif Remusa. Sif Remusa denigrate 
evil passions, evil character traits. They describe how evil they are, disgusting they are. It denigrates them. The Balshanta said, instead of denigrating things and crushing them, remind them that in essence they belong to something very lofty. Their origin is from a very lofty place. <clears throat> the Balshemtov said famously, as it says in Moyer um, from the Nobler, that even a, a, a passion, a taiva for something like incest. So the Balshemtov said, when the Torah says that a person should not engage with a sister, chesedhu, which Rashi says means it's a disgrace. That even such a lowly passion traces its root in Chesed Datsilus. Because it would not be possible for any emotions to exist even in the lowliest forms if it didn't come first from Chesed Datsilus, which is the root and the source of all passions. All passions associated with love and feelings of kindness. So this is the Shita of Chesilus. Instead of crushing things, just elevate them to the highest source and potential. Take the enemy in you, instead of crushing it and fighting, which as it says, if you fight with a disgusting person and you try to crush him, then you, even if you win the battle, you'll inevitably will rub off on you. It'll, it'll, you will not come out unscathed. The best way to... to to deal with such a battle is remind the enemy where he really comes from what his real yichas is